0: Welcome to episode 662 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things I. rightio team welcome along to episode 662 of I'm talk with coach john Newsom and bevan james Oz. how you going mate
1: bevan i'm okay
0: well he actually we've had an incident
1: well i was i was going to come up here and have a tip of the week i'm going to sometimes start if i've just got random tips this morning i was in the pool doing 10 200s moderately hard on a on 310 it's a bit of a struggle i was doing all sorts of things to try to get myself moving The one thing that made the biggest difference was uh, early vertical forearms. That's sort of talking about getting your catch going. That was the biggest thing made about two to three seconds difference per 200 when I really got that it. Was that kind of based on what um, Karen said? Karen, what's her name? No, 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 no. This is basically just getting that catch. So keeping your elbow high, getting your hand down, and really working your catch. And so early, early vertical forearm. And so then oh, you're so we're pulling start you the off water. The tip back. of the week. Tip of the week. That was tip number one. Oh, then I've got tips. a tips. Then I've got a tip number two yeah. as well is when it's wet. Don't go fast down Bevan's driveway, which is extremely steep and it's massive angle. And I've, I have went for six and I was going a little bit too fast, and <laughs> boom. I don't even walk down my driveway on a wet day you now. Oh, yeah, man. you've got to use the stairs because yeah. it is
0: very slippery. Far out. You uh, even I, showed me his bum before, guys. Oh, didn't you? Pulled bum? down his pants in the, the studio. <laughs> you've got
1: an interesting uh, interpretation of anatomy when you're bummed. I your saw, bum saw some is, crack. That's what gonna say I was My eyes were offended, I saw crack. And I've got to say, your wife is well-trained. Um, <laughs> well-trained? She, she, I came into the garage. She was in the accounting t-shirts for your running group. <laughs> and she said, oh, yeah. I said, how are you? I said, oh, I'm not very not that good. I just fell off my bloody bike. And she oh, how's your bike?
0: Oh, nice. She, 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 she was concerned about my Did you health. show her you were Craig? I did not. Oh, thank God for that. I talk is proudly brought to you by... Extreme Endurance.
1: Fantastic Buffer. And our patron. name of you, John. Fran the Enormous Egan. We've got Ed... The Unbreakable Schmidt. And Sonia, the Glue
0: Brace Girl. <gasps> We're doing a couple of shows today. We're actually doing next week's show at the same time. So this week, we haven't got any interviews, but next week's going to be interview packed. But this week, we've got some news. We've got a
1: hot topic of the week. We've got age group of the week. We've got Coach's Corner. You're we elaborating, have. aren't you? I am elaborating on last week. Also, I did a fifteen k race, and really just talking through when you've got two races or, or a number of races you've done either exactly the same distance or on the same course, how you can kind of break those up and uh, analyze your data.
0: Uh, winger of the week uh, and some questions and answers. Then. John, you didn't see, you didn't see the Boston Marathon this morning? Porno sent me through a text. I might here. I'll quickly show it to you. It was a phenomenal finish at the Boston Marathon. It came down to an absolute sprint at the end. And here we go, here we go. Watch this, John. I'm going to put on a little my little thing here. Uh, this one here is here for
1: John. This is great People podcast. People really would love it. And they wouldn't what did even you guys think this. of the Boston Marathon? You, you just watched this at the same time? It was a sprint finish. That's all I need to know. Oh, was it it's was amazing, amazing. sprint finish. Okay, I won't
0: show you. Sprint finish, good stuff. Anyway, other than that, we had lots of 70.3s. No Ironman racing happened this weekend, but we did have some 70.3s and some interesting results.
1: In China, we had 70.3 Lin Zhuo, uh, Craig Alexander. I know. I, he said, I he said he's turning 46, and he's still beaten. I mean, it wasn't a, a massively... Um, competitive field, but he's still beating good guys. Swam at 22, rode a 207, ran a 113 to win by nearly two minutes. And on the female side, wow, and uh, let's see how I go with this one. Agnieszka Jerks from Poland took out the female's race by nine minutes. Over in Peru, we had Vincent Hernandez. He's a 70 point, uh, he's more of a ITU athlete, um, then long distance, he beat out Andy Potts by a couple of minutes, and Kevin Collington on the female side. Lauren Goss beat out Kinsey Lane. Over in Melbourne, Mike Phillips yeah. on the way back. Kiwi he, domination he, in both. He did, yeah. So he took out that race in four uh, in 3.42, running a one ten. I suspect it might be a little bit short. What was the field like? Uh, they're, they're sort of good, solid, domestic Aussie pros so it's, it's but he's coming back from a broken hand he hasn't you know do so. you think it's short he ran 240 in uh, yeah I'd say 110 short okay that's just a, a guess okay uh, a good victory though the females field was really strong he had um, Radka Carterfelt who's just Wins loads and loads Of half, half Ironman races And Alainville Luxford Who's also very very good At that distance mm. Both being cleaned out By Kiwi, Kiwi Amelia Watkinson It is a bit of a Breakthrough race for her Tell so us about her Well done Sorry Tell us about her I don't know too much about her I know that she went over To uh, Phuket and she was based over there for a while. She got one of those sort of scholarship type things to go over to Tanya at one stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if she's still based over there, but she doesn't have a, a short course pedigree in terms of racing the world circuit extensively, uh, to my knowledge. Um, but she's done well. She's, you know, like last year in Wanaka, I think she was third or fourth or something like that. So she's been there or thereabouts, but she's gone and beaten two of the best 70.3 athletes in the world. So it's a real step up. So, so I'm so just kind of curious her. to see how successful
0: Challenge Melbourne is as an overall race. I'd love to know the numbers. So if anyone wants to flick us through an email just to well, give why us... Why
1: don't a- you go to the results page, Bevan? Then oh. you can see it yourself. Have you got the app, have you? No, I haven't. But mm. I'm going to the Ironman app because we also had a couple of 70.3s that were age group only held over the weekend. Um, we had in Greece, we had a brand new race. I know that uh, Nick Knows Rose was over there racing. I saw him posting this morning and uh, it looked like a wicked... Greece Greece is one country I haven't been to that is almost top of my list that I do want to go uh, and the app is not telling me the results, bloody hell. I was all ready to give you some love and I'm opening up my phone because it's heaps easier to find it there so that's no good but it looked like a good race, he said it was extremely well organised, just a shame we haven't got the results in the app. Uh, over in Ironman 70.3 in Florida, uh, the first age grouper to finish there was... Come on, bloody hell! Why didn't the app work <laughs> a day after the race? I was all prepared. Well, no, I wasn't all prepared. I was prepared yesterday, and it was all there. Anyway, I know Dan Stobletski won that race, so good on you, Dan. Well, okay, challenge, challenge, Melbourne. But you, you interrupted me. You
0: always interrupt me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you interrupted me because I was kind of curious to see just the feel of the race as well. But in the half, uh, they had there was a few DNFs, but around six hundred competitors. It's a good size race, yeah, but that's decent. But and they also had. A, a, a teams race and a sprint race and a team sprint as well,
1: well Bevan, while I'm pulling up the Ironman 70.3 flora results yep. and the Greece results why don't you look at <coughs> another race, a 70.3 in Australia a sprint just race got about one. 250 people see if you can find how many people do an Ironman 70.3 in, uh, in Australia and we'll do a little comparison which yeah, one, so oh, just like any race which, which one, name one uh, as Ballarat or, or, or go 70.3 Sunshine Coast okay. it's always a popular one so over in um, on the, the website is up to date so I'll give them that Dan Stabletsky took out 70.3 Greece over Marcelo Morera and the first female was first female was Vanessa Guiani nice work Vanessa she finished in 443 and I will do Grease right now as well. We might as well do it while we're, we're cranking here, Bevan. How are you going over there? Well,
0: it's done, it's, it's done the old, John. You know what it's, it's doing? not on the website either, Grease. Come on, pick up your game. It's doing the go to the next page thing. Um, so I'm going to have to go through a few pages, but I'm getting there. Get, I'm currently at
1: 150. <laughs> nice. I'll carry on with the show. So some other news uh, that came out: Challenge uh, uh, are saying to announce more races, which is great. You know, my gut feeling is there hasn't been a lot of expansion in Challenge. Mm. Um, but the key thing is they're going. Well, two key things: they're going to Cape Town, um, where they're going to have a Challenge race down there. But they're also going into China and on October 20th uh, in the province of. And hui, they're going to have a full and a half. What's significant about that is, to my knowledge, there are no falls in China. So, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Iron Man tried to just screw them over and then go and announce an Iron Man in China somewhere. But they have tried China before. They have tried an Iron Man in China before, but what they'll need to do is is have it a good time of the season, so yep. it fits in with the Asian. Um, Sort of training period, um, but it's, if it's just those suicidal, crazy hot conditions, I don't think it's going to last. So, I think that's that's a key thing. Nice, nice course, reasonable conditions, and I think it will be a goer. I'm up to 1050. There you go. I'll I'll, keep, that's, on how I'm going. I'll carry on. If, um, if you wanted to, oh, wait a second, we're there, John. Yeah,
0: we got around about let's say 1200. Okay, so double, yeah, double. Yep, but Sunshine Coast is a pretty, although Melbourne's a pretty great location as well, but yep, so around double. Okay. So, John, um, I'll get back into the show now. So, we are now, in this part of the news, we're now talking about if you want to buy it, and this is amazing, isn't it? it so, is. the Iron Man put an auction up for a Kona entry, which ex- basically got sold a few days ago. Uh, just in your mind as you're listening right now, what do you think US, approximately US, what do you think would be the top number someone's going to pay to go to Kona?
1: What are you thinking about that? This is a good thing. And and I'm I'm never in for them just throwing away loads and loads of slots. But the amount of money they raise from this and it goes to their foundation which does good things is pretty awesome. So for one slot, I've got no problems with this. No. No, okay, John. What's my guess? Oh, you, I, I reckon one hundred
0: sixty-seven thousand dollars. No, oh, you're well off. Fifty-five thousand US. So it's about eighty thousand New Zealand. Um, it's interesting actually. If you go back to, I've looked at the feedback from previous winners. Um, so in two thousand, because I was kind of wondering, has
1: that price gone up? I think that seems about the same to me.
0: Yeah. So twenty fifteen, it went for fifty-five thousand as well. Okay. Uh, twenty ten. This is the person who won it in 2010, twenty ten. Thirty-two thousand. Twenty. 2009 35,000 2008
1: 42,000 2007 41,000 so if anything if you look at inflation it's mm. about the same mm. yeah so good on good on uh, good on whoever wanted to pay that amount of money it's going to a good cause so i've got no problem with that yeah, but it is a lot of money just to chuck at something like that but if you got that sort of money it's just a drop in the ocean probably isn't it oh, or or, or you your mortgage your <laughs> yeah. wife your wife just left you um
0: <laughs> Yeah, and it goes purely charity. That's actually a good use of the auction. That's a good one. We'll, we'll get into a little bit further later on, John. There's been an interesting acquisition in the technology world. SRAM has
1: bought um, PowerTap. It is. So for those of you that don't know about SRAM, um, it's a company that has a number of different arms to it. They also own Qu- a Quark, which is a, a power meter. They do Zip. Uh, they do... What do are they use Zip, do they? Yeah, they do Hot hot Shots as well, like the... Um, Gels? The mountain, no, no, the mountain bike... Um,
0: Oh, the the shock absorbers.
1: Yeah, yep. Uh, and and then SRAM, which is you know all, all sorts of componentry. So they almost do everything except the actual bike frame. Yeah, uh, they pretty much do but everything. But they started at
0: componentry, wasn't it? There
1: was well, that first- SRAM is componentry, yeah. but then obviously the the bigger business owns these other or has bought these other businesses, and this is another acquisition. And it comes on the heels of. Uh, the other recent one and i can't remember what it is but it seems like there's a bit of a consolidation in yeah. in the market both in terms of two trainers and um and and stuff so yeah it's interesting. interesting dc rainmaker had a good article on the
0: acquisition but from he's just got from powerpe he t- spoke to uh, maybe the owner of PowerTap, power uh, just from power tap standpoint, they felt that SRAM was a better position for long term when they were uh, just a power meter industry, especially from the inevitable shift that will occur towards power meters becoming more and more handled by the bike level or the actual bike companies themselves. So you're not necessarily going to get, your bike's going to have power. That's forward. the thing. I
1: think, you know, as as we go forward, there'll be a power meter on the bike. Yeah, you won't,
0: you won't add it to the bike, it will be a power. And so they're kind of just seeing the kind of future and going to actually... You've either got to go into that game or mm. you get out now. So mm. interesting stuff.
1: Uh, and so PowerTap, for those of you who don't know it, the the history of them, that they were very much the hub-based system. So in your rear wheel, that's where they would measure the power. But they have transitioned into having a pedal-based, more, a pedal-based system as well as still the hub. They also, as part of their company, have uh, the uh, what is it Cyclops, um, I think that's right, it's part of the Saris group. So they have a, a set of trainers that are separate to the Power tap, so it's not the whole business that's being sold, it's just more the power meter side of things. Of so. well, yeah, the originals, but, it, how many are still around? Well, in, in terms of power meters. Yeah, Power Tap was one of the originals, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You know, you'd say SRM. Uh, and I I really don't look at the industry very well, so I, I couldn't tell you, but um, there's a few that I know have dropped off, but, you know, the originals were, you know, SRM, I'd probably say Power Um The very first one I ever had was uh, Ergamo. Uh, and what was that purple one, the orange one you had? Yeah, Ergamo? that was Ergamo. Don't know around? Uh, I don't know, actually. Um, so, yeah, but... Uh, it's so all heading in the right direction. The price is going down. The quality for most of them is pretty good. So good stuff. One thing I will say, if you want to find out what Alistair Brownlee's up to, I watched, or listened to an interview he did on Try247 mm-hmm. yesterday. I watched it this morning as well. Uh, and so there's no mention really of Kona. He's kind of just leaving things open. But it's a quite a 15-minute interview with Alistair and Johnny. Get a bit of an update on where they're at. So check it out on Try247. But he didn't, basically, we don't want to ruin the whole interview, but there was no mention of Kona, but he didn't rule anything out and he didn't really rule anything in.
0: I got the impression he's he's thinking Tokyo. I th- yes, it know, was, the impression that was the impression I got. I got. And, and he's, he's a confident young man. Mm. I mean, so he should be, bloody hell. Um, but, you know, like he doesn't seem like he's on – He doesn't. I didn't get the feeling he feels the twilight of his career. Mm. You know, like he said, I had a bad year, but 12 years, you're going to have a bad year, you know? I'm still – and he's saying that he's healthy – uh, he's got a few grazes like John who showed <laughs> us his butt crack. And, uh, but he's he's healthy and he's injury-free right now and he sounds like he's been pretty wise in
1: trajectory back. It'd just be interesting to see where... It, where it, he, he totally changes the game. If he comes back in... Uh, Can he now? The Well, if he's at his best... It just changes the dynamic of the race because then the front pack has got a much greater chance of staying away, significantly greater chance of staying away, and that eliminates a lot of other people out of the race. So you know, at the moment, Mario Mola is winning pretty much everything uh, in terms of the ITU stuff, and... It just starts to eliminate people like him and Richard Murray, uh, and whether or not Alistair Brownlee's run is still dominant over the others, even if he gets back to his same level, have the others lifted the game or not? Quite mm-hmm. hard to tell. You know, someone like a Vincent Louis, can he run with Alistair Brownlee for 10 kilometres? But he, he would change the complexion of the race if he gets back to his best. Whether or not that's winning, don't know, but it would change the complexion of the race yeah it was also interesting here at talking to Jonathan, you know talking about how he
0: kind of has gone back to old school training. Hmm. you know it was really interesting just saying it seems like he was just trying to train too hard too much. And through that got injured and lacked consistency, and he just—I've actually gone pretty much back to basics. Um, I'm really interested to see how he goes this season. So, good interview. Go
1: check it out and try two, four.
0: Seven. And just lastly, loved Super League, didn't he, Johnny? Loved, yeah. Oh, yeah, Johnny, you're Johnny. So, check it out. Uh, we've got Ironman Texas coming up the weekend after next. Now, because we're pre-recording next week's show, so we won't talk about it next week. But that's coming up, and that's normally a big race, isn't it? Yeah. no we'll talk about it for next week's show. Oh, we're we'll going to pre-record okay. on that, but okay.
1: that's no, no big races really coming up this next week. Okay. So we have got an
0: email through this week from. G- Jeff sent this through, I don't have his last
1: name in front of me but Jeff sent this through and just
0: talk about the All World Athlete Challenge that's going to be happening by Ironman putting on. So what they're doing is they're basically putting on an All World Challenge the day after the World Championship. So it'll be basically Kona's on the Saturday and then the the Louisville will be happening on the Sunday. And as a part of this what they're going to do is they have the 40 qualifying slots that will go to Kona anyway, but they're having a race within the race, and it's going to have 26 Ironman qualification slots for all world athletes who are eligible to earn these slots, I imagine it's against all ages, like the rest Mm -hmm. of it Um,
1: and John loves the idea I've been stewing on this for a week <laughs> I'm not happy and I don't know if I'm overreacting here but I'm... Um, do you know what's really I funny? I started doing the show notes yesterday and I was getting extremely fired <laughs> well, up do you, again. Do you know what's funny? Because
0: I read, I read all the article because we've got the whole piece here I read all of you guys and then at the end of it it's just got number one... WTF. And I thought that was an extension of the article. Right. I thought there was an extension of the press release. And I was like, What's what's I then thinking? WTF? What does that mean? And then and then and then I started reading more and they said bullshit. And I said, Oh it's Johnson.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I get all my points across. Okay. So, so tell us what you think, John. So first there's twenty six extra slots. The second thing is if you're an an AY athlete an AWAR bloody hell that was one thing to get you fired up there was a a video clip that they released on Facebook and the guy was calling it AWAR not A-W-A oh okay AWAR every bloody sentence was AWAR 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 I was like what is that (laughs) anyway he's already angry um, you also if you're an AWAR athlete you get to go in the water first so at this race it's a rolling start so if you're an AWAR you get to go uh, you get to basically jump the queue and go in in the first in the water first which again it's it's not fair. Um, and then sec- the last couple of things was they're going to have a special lounge for AY athletes and also a cone of viewing party, which, which? And you get special seats in the awards and banquet session. So. Do you pay more for the privilege? Well, you've got to do more races to, because you've got to be an AY athlete. So I guess maybe that's. Is it, a is good it AWAR or point. just. So AWAR is. Well, he was calling it AWAR. Yeah, okay. AWA. No, no, no. What's AY level? Okay, so good question. You basically Thanks. need to be in the be in the top ten percent on their ranking system to get on the ranking system. You need to do an Ironman branded race. You can have your three best races counting in terms of the end of the season, and to get uh, to be in the top. Ten percent. You need to. Well, you need to to score points. You basically need to be in the top ten percent. So I did a quick look in my forty to forty-four age group from last year, and there was two thousand eight hundred and sixty athletes listed, which means you basically need to be in the top two hundred and eighty-six to get in, you, in your rating, age group. Yes. Okay. So to to be to so get it's a lot of Status, going to do this, isn't it? Yeah. So if you do three races. What yeah. problem they could have? So that's just your age group. Yeah. So we're assuming overall age group. Now you're in a pretty popular age group. Yeah. Um, but we're assuming. So I Think there's thirteen or fourteen age groups, isn't there? So yeah. let, let, let's say there's I don't know five thousand people that have AWAR status. Just pluck a number out of the air, shall we? But you know, it's you don't you, you certainly don't have to be Kona level to get. To I don't the think. AWAR I think more three or
0: four thousand. Okay. Because you're in a bigger
1: bigger yeah. field, but still. Yep. Anyway, so. If you've got that status, you can go in there. First, right, let's see if I can Point go through one, my points. WTF. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> Not what the hell is, you know, WTF. Why would you have, it's almost like they're trying to create a championship race when the M- most of be the best there. athletes are in Kona yeah. or a significant point of them so that's point number one um, the other thing that really gets on my nerves so say for example you're doing your first Ironman and you haven't done any other races you may be finished third in your age group uh, somebody who finishes behind you is going to get a slot but, but wait a what, second what, g- what happens here so let, let me give you a scenario. So let's say you're in an age group and there's. So 40 to 45. Let's say there's, let's say there's three slots. Okay, like normally in like a normal race. Yep. yep. You finish fourth, you don't get it. Let's okay. assume it doesn't yep. roll down. If, if somebody is an AY athlete, finish one place behind you, they'll get a slot because there's going to be an extra one slot per age group. Uh, what? That's just complete and utter bullshit. Yep, it's bullshit, John. Keep going, <laughs> I keep just going. can't understand that. Um, there was also a good comment, um, you know, you can keep finding these slots, but there's still no equity for females in Kona. Just like every week, there's like an extra 10 slots, slots coming up all over the place. Uh, there's too many athletes in Kona already, so you just, boom, chuck another 10 in the mix. Iwa, Wait, do we know that this has not been
0: taken away from us, or are we thinking this is adding more people to the race? Well, it must be, mustn't it? Well, what's just why?
1: Yeah, um, I guess my big question is: Does an announcement like this really make much of a significant difference to entry levels? You know, it's pissed off me, and it's—I'm sure—it's annoyed a hell of a lot of uh, the you know the hardcore Ironman audience. Do people? Does it? Does it really make extra that many people extra enter? It will make a few, but really that many extra to annoy your. Audience, how many, how many, how many in your Kona? How many people
0: in Kona in your age group were racing?
1: Sorry, I do not understand the
0: question. So when you did last time, you did Kona. What age group you were in? Thirty.
1: Yeah, three? I'm just going to take a guess. A couple of hundred, probably. So
0: the top 10 percent of the field, who are the 250 who could have been here, would have probably qualified in Kona elsewhere, anyway.
1: Oh, you're confusing me, Piven. I'm not following.
0: Well, you know, because you're saying, because you're going say, so all world athletes. You're saying there's 230 whatever who are in that 10% of the all-world athletes. Yeah, 286. Okay. Yeah. So if you're in the top 10% of the best in the world, you're probably qualified to go to that year. No, because
1: anyway. it's because you can you can bang up three races in a row. Oh, okay. So know? it's not just so based on one it's, result. It's a, it's a loyalty scheme. Okay. Which yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Yep. So, um, Yeah, I guess one of the things that annoys me the most about this is just being fed all this dribble. Um, We're doing this for this reason, this reason, and it's like just, I understand you're doing it to try to get more entries on the line, and you're trying to justify all these different reasons. But anyway, I do try to look at things from their point of view. Yeah. Improve my empathy. I'm trying to think from why are they actually doing this? So you're trying to reward lo- reward loyalty and get people to do more of your races. I get that. I get it's a business, uh, and a lot of Ironman promotion and marketing is is based around participation and and getting people into the sport. And anything's possible. You can do it. You know, so on and so on. And I guess another angle here, they are. And I don't think they're doing it correctly but they are probably trying to look after the the elite side of the sport a little bit better. So I get those, that's the only two points I could come up <laughs> with though as to why the hell they would do this. The, the, one other thing that annoys me a lot as well is what are we now? We're in April and this race is in October. How many people have not got their race calendar sorted out in terms of going and doing an Ironman now? And then all of a sudden, you just go in and throw another one in the mix. You know, if you're booked in for, you know, I'm in Boulder or whatever it is in America, and then, and you're trying to get a cone of slot, and then they go announce this, you're like, oh, what the hell? It, it's, uh, I cannot see any positiveness in this. Bevan, am I going loony or is this complete another I'm just rush? kind of wondering why. I'm just
0: trying to, while you we were talking there, I'm just trying to find the results on Louisville from 2018 to see how many athletes
1: um, actually competed. And is I Louisville struggling? I'm well, they they must be. That's the only rationale. You know, they they're putting extra, they put extra slots in places where they want to get more bums on seats. And that was a comment that came out when I posted this on our Facebook page. Um, there wasn't a lot of positivity on the, when I when I shared the post on Facebook. And I do want to come to one comment because I do want to make a few points on it. Uh, yeah, just go and watch the clip. <laughs> It's pretty annoying. The guy is called Keats McGonagall uh, and it's pretty annoying. Um, a lot Rob, of Rob and Shelley, if the whole concept doesn't piss you off, guaranteed the way he says, "Awa, I will. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, uh, where is it? Vo- uh, Volker the Vascular Viking Voigt. What next? Uh, a vegan hipster challenge at Ironman Co- Copenhagen. So happy I went to Kona the old school way. Um, the one I wanted to get to was good old, uh, and it, at least is, it just says the race isn't selling, they're getting desperate to get bums on seats I wouldn't want to be an AUR athlete who gets to Kona this way. Either you qualify because you're the best on the day or you do the hard yards as legacy athletes. Don't waste the Kona experience even more. One thing I will say is if you did get one of these slots, I've got no issue with it whatsoever. You go to Kona and you go and do it because you play by the rules and if you get a slot, I always say you go get it. I've got one of my athletes who's coming on the Kona camp and she won a, got one, one of the slots uh, to get to Kona oh, okay, um, through, through that. It, yeah. And I'm like... Fantastic! You go do it. The rules are wrong, but you, you do it. Finn Swager, Iron Man is a company. They want to make as much money as possible. What? Do, why does it keep surprising people? I. I don't see the problem. Qualify one way, qualify the other. Only you will know how much value it actually represents. How much or how little work you put into it. If a poor qualifier damages your personal brand as a proper qualifier, choose a sport where an athlete's body or non-profit sets the rules, not a company. To do well in Kona, you still need to be an amazing athlete. No matter how you got there. Ironman will keep maximising profit, that's their job. They will go as far as they can without damaging the Kona World Championship brand too much. If you keep coming to Ironman uh, races, it means you're still buying into the brand. So I've got a few whys. Okay so if we
0: look at the Louisville results from 2018, Mm-hmm. They had 2,020 competitors complete the race mm-hmm. So that's not all your DNS This is all your DNFs And, and there was quite a few Like there was, there was 40 pages So there was about 400 people who didn't finish Or mm-hmm. didn't start who or registered for the race So in theory they'd sold 2,400 seats So I don't actually think it's to get numbers at Louisville I think it's to try to get more loyalty And I, I think this wants to be another system To get people to be Because the all world athletes How many people was it really motivating?
1: I, I don't think, well no. I think it's a nut, for a lot of people it's a nice little thing to have at the end of the season. You go yeah oh, exactly I, exactly. That's a gold yeah. Oh, you get an
0: email at the end of the year. It's oh wow well, okay cool. When you might get a, used to get a prize and you're not quite sure if you get a prize yeah. you Get a, and a sticker. There you go. So there you go. That was worth the three thousand bucks you spent on races. But so so what what's happened here is I don't think it's because Louisville's struggling. Mm. I think it is that the all world athlete was always about loyalty, but really that hasn't really. I don't think that many people are motivated to go, oh, I'm going to do another IMA Or, you know, like, do I do Challenge Melbourne or do I do Sunshine Coast? Mm. You know, I'll do Challenge. Whereas if... I think what they're trying to do is, what's that thing that's going to help people choose Ironman more often? Get yeah, and so then... If you do want to, and, and as you said, the all-world athlete, it is very much about um, just doing races. It's not necessarily about performance, mm-hmm. although performance does matter a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, so if you want to get in the top ten percent, but do you get more points for races, or it's just the top three races, or Your top three races? Okay, so you Cow. still have to be pretty good. Hmm. You still have to be half decent. Um, and I, I really think they're trying to create another system to get people to to look at the all-world athlete as something that's worth
1: chasing. And and I get that point, but maybe timing-wise, when you announce it in April and it's in October, if this if they'd announced it a year out, then you kind of know the rules a year out slightly different. So yeah, you, I still think it's complete rubbish. Back to Finn's point though, when you, because you interrupted me, Bevan, uh, yeah. <laughs> is you know that whole argument that Man is a company and they're making money. I do get that, but I think we're in a slightly different setup with triathlon, whereas. In, foot, say, football, you're a fan, you're watching the game, and you can kind of switch off. Whereas in Ironman, we're the viewer, but we're also the participant. That's not, not really just a viewer. Sorry? Well, who really views Ironman? Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. So we're, we're more vested in the sport. We're actually doing it. Whereas a lot of sports, which are run by companies, you know, all your football teams, your basketball teams, their businesses, I get it, they're trying to make as much money as possible. <clears throat> but, yeah... Trithon's or Iron Man. It is interesting
0: as well because, like you think of basketball, who's the market? What's the fan? Because mm. who makes the money for the basketball? It's the advertisers, it's the merchandise, it's the sales of the seats and all that kind of stuff, the TV rights and all the rest. Of That's where you make your money. So you've got to look after the fan. Mm. And um, whereas we look at we look at as you say with Iron Man, who's the market? What's the athlete? Yeah, you know. And so how do you you know? Because there's really no money in trying to sell the Iron Man package other than once a year. You know, so it's you really got to get. How do I get more dollar
1: out of the I athlete? think they're just on a real knife edge of really pissing a lot of people off. Yeah, but so well, it, for, these
0: races sell, Are they pissing people off? That's yeah.
1: But uh, so you go. You go on one side. You go, are you pissing people off? Yes, you are. Are you actually getting more loyalty and business? I guess they must be, or they're stupid.
0: Well, they're doing all right. Mm. You know, they're not that stupid. <laughs> anyway, I'm not happy about it. Here you go Here's John's rant of the week John <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, Hot topic of the week Popular John Popular wasn't it Wasn't it uh, may, may go down as one of the most popular of all time uh, Okay Let's get into it I'm yeah, excited we go. So, about it. So, the, so the discussion was Finish the sentence Triathlon is to me I don't think it's do the words I use John But we'll, we'll go with oh, something like that Something like
1: that, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Well, Then you go first because I
0: need I'm, My Facebook's taking forever so,
1: Okay just, I was just going to watch that um, that clip again, the, the AY? AY athlete. <laughs> going AY. Thanks Keats for that. Uh, success in triathlon is finishing, Joan Ebo. Thanks, Joe. Okay. Alistair Fleet beating Adam Philby. That is a good reason to go and do it. Oh, uh, okay, I've got, I've got David Shelley not getting divorced. That is a good one. Yes. Uh, Laura Siddle,
0: whatever you define it to be. Nice, good old um, Jason McKenzie has got consistent progression.
1: How do you know he's old? I don't, know, just, you know, like old, <laughs> he's an old mate of the show. We've met Jason a few times. Uh, Nicky Sweetman, uh, staying in the moment and keeping your head no matter what the race throws at you. Oh, no, he's not old, actually. I'm going to say Jason's
0: mm, late 20s. You mm-hmm. You're going to write Brent Wah-Chan, getting my name mentioned on the I Am Talk podcast. See, very good. Um, good old Aaron Morgan's got being fitter and
1: healthier than when you started. That's a good one. Colin... Bielowski, uh, the fact that you can make a, the choice to get out the door and be active instead of not. Lisa Kay's got looking good in a tri-suit, let's be honest, we all like that one. Andrew Black, achieving your goals, whether it be participating, time or just getting to the start line or any other personal goal. Frankly, Lee's got, and he's the guy who came up for our, our finish of the show, patience, tenacity, tenacity and enjoyment. Now another mention here for Volker, the vascular Viking Voik, very much depending on where you are in the sport and in life. If you are a professional, success is if you can um, live it from a, from a de- decent way. If you started finishing one, it is success and moving up the distance. If you are a more ambitious amateur, I'd say making it to Kona is success. If you are done that, that success for myself, now it is to be physically and financially able to do all the bucket list races out there. Good old Louis uh,
0: Deb has got personal satisfaction through executing the three disciplines to the best
1: of your current fitness and ability. That's a good answer. Oh, good old Alistair Dennis, Ali Dennis, um, like life triathlon is a journey of education tribulation and celebration success in triathlon is a continual weaving of oneself into the fabric of triathlon and always learning striving the daily surviving the daily challenges and improving resilience, enjoy yourself in the process like I said, just like life itself who's the Dennis, you seem quite happy to say that name uh, Ali, he used to have the striding on uh, and oh yeah he used to, do, does, used to do swim coaching in Wellington um, he's off on a different tangent now, but, what's he doing now uh, I'm not 100% sure. Okay, different.
0: Oh, Home Handyman. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, good old Luke Woods has got, most importantly to me, is showing my kids that hard work and determination allows us to achieve our goals. Great one.
1: Right. Okay. What's it for you, John? So, this is... A, I, I don't like the question. Um, a, well, but, 70 but, other people did. But what would have been interesting is if you'd asked, um, what was it? What was it, Was the actual question again? Uh, success in triathlon success is. Success in triathlon is. And then maybe um, if you asked this person that question 10 times and they had to give it 10 different answers each time, what their 10th answer would be, I think would be more interesting than the first answer. Because the first answer is always, you know... Are you, you going to undermine every answer here, are you? No, I'm not saying they're not... They're like if I had to answer this, I'd say success in triathlon for me is something like meeting daily... Having a daily challenge or something like that, and, and yours is going to be being the best version of yourself or being a better version of yourself. Yep. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, great. But if you delve down a bit deeper and get a psychologist <laughs> a into it, but, but what's wrong with that? That's okay. But that's, that's kind of, I'd, I'd be more interested in like your 10th answer. So are you saying I hate myself? In the- <laughs> no, but that's, so we need to get a psychologist on the show and then go, what's the actual, uh, deep down, what's the actual reason? What but, does success but, mean? Get up. Like, I quit triathlon the day I felt I uh,
0: there was no more growth in it for me. Okay. You know, or, or based on the life I had mm-hmm. and I was willing to commit to the sport, there was no more growth in it for me. So it was always about a higher version for me.
1: But wasn't there, bet there's other reasons as well, deep down below that as well. Like if, no, you, if, you, if, it, you, if you weren't as if, good if at it. My number
0: one mm-hmm. was, can I discover a higher self through this thing? Yeah. That was always my thing. And then when I got to that moment, I was like, "Actually, I think there's higher self elsewhere in life." Mm -hmm. I was like, "Okay, it's time for me to move
1: on." But I'd still be interested to know what's further (laughs) down the list for you.
0: there's other things. Like, I love training, I love competing, I loved, I loved doing well in races. I loved hanging out with my mates when I was riding. I loved being in nature. There's lots of other things. But my
1: main driver was always higher self. Okay, that's fine. But I'm more more interested in those ones (laughs) deep down below, not that first one. My mother never hugged me. Sorry. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. Now we're getting somewhere, Bevan. Open up. Look at the rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's changing the subject. He's trying to get off point. His no, mother, didn't my mother, love was him. a bloody good hugger. There we go. My mother was a bloody good hugger. So, but it yeah. I, so, what, what's your point? You my, you don't think people are honest? No, no. I'm saying the first answer is always great, but I'm saying okay. What's your the, tenth? Uh, my tenth. Because you said what you say? Do you have tenths Sorry, my tenth. Well, part of the, I know for me, and I and I don't I don't know if I want to go into that that closet or not. There we but go. you know, um, I was a fourth child. And you always try I, I know that I would have been So to yourself is to get attention. Okay. And 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 then another one would be, you know, at school when you do well at things, then and again I moved into a school where I didn't know anybody and it was a way to so get So is groups. success and truth
0: on you getting attention?
1: Well, if I delve deep down... Because that's a different like question. Ten. That's
0: why do I do it?
1: Yes, fair enough. Maybe you should. Have, we should have just read oh, that question.
0: Because oh, oh. the why is... Okay, so maybe... Well, this is a question for another week. <laughs> the deep, dark why you do the sport. Yes, but will we get any honest answers? Well, you just gave one. Yeah. Why? Because I was at a different stage of life when I started. Because, mm-hmm. like... Why did I first start doing fitness? It Was uh, my only choice, you know? Like yeah. I, I really, you know, it was the only the only year of life that I had a light, to, you know, and it was, a, it was a glimmer. And then that, but then when I found triathlon, I'd already kind of done all that stuff. The why was purely about, oh man, this, I can find higher self, and yeah. that was always my driver. So, so success in triathlon for John is winning daily, but the yeah. why might be a bit deeper and darker.
1: Yeah. We we need some psychologists on to to really <laughs> delve into it. Now, before you post hope. this one. I want this one so it's what, oh, co- crap. what <laughs> concerns you about being a triathlete and it's not the sport or anything like that but you know what personally concerns you is it getting knocked off your bike is it dying in the swim from a heart attack so I don't know if you want to reword this somehow so we actually try to get the what right answer. What personally concerns you? Yeah and that, it, is, it is those sort of da- danger things um, okay. or what worries you you know get it, your knees stop working as you get older and you can't can't Run. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, you try okay, what to, to work
0: individually around doing triathlon. Mm. Okay. That's where I'll put your concerns individually. Great. Not about the sport as a whole. And then we'll get some, some good honest answers. <laughs> 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 you just undermine everybody, John. Okay, John. Um, good at that. What, what have we got next? Let's have a look here. Let's Extra- quickly do the age
1: group of the week. We'll do, oh, no, do sponsor. Sponsor. Extreme endurance. lactic buffer. Proven over a decade of testing of the data to support it. Reduce your soreness, improve stamina and accelerate recovery. Gain some advantages used by Olympic professional and collegiate athletes. Reduce your lactic acid. Reduce your oxidative stress. Reduce your creatine kinase. Increase your aerobic threshold. All those benefits can be with you within 72 hours. So I've got a mate over in Singapore um, who's just got a pack and he's sort of saying, I've got a race coming up, where should I start using it? And I said, look. As long as you start using it you know, at least 72 hours before, you'll be fine. But I generally say, you, know, you want to be on it a good week, before, uh, at least a week, I'd say nine days before your key race. Yep. Um, but if you're doing any training, you know, some solid training outside of that, then now, get now, on it. Or so heal. how many do you take a day? Uh, three in the morning, three in the evening. Okay, and you've and got to make sure you do that, don't you? you? You do, but I don't think you're going to get completely derailed if you miss one dose somewhere along the way. Okay. So you don't need to be panicking, because I know some athletes with OCD. Um, if you no, miss one, uh, I, not I, I, th- I just don't think it's going to screw <laughs> things up. So check it out, xendurance.com, uh, or you've got your .co.uk or European sites, uh, or if you're a Kiwi-Aussie, you can check it out, coachjohnnewsome.com. So get on it. Get yourself nice and fast, and recover quickly. And always had great feedback about this product. Absolutely. Like
0: I remember when we first put it on, we we're like, "I oh, do we want to do a supplement," mm. and then you know, when, then we started, you know, people started using. it. I was like, "Man, this this stuff's great." So I still
1: remember the first time I used it, and it, may, you know, it, it, I've had multiple times afterwards where it has proved uh, it's worth. But that first time, I just remember I was just like running, and my legs couldn't keep up with with what, how I was. Like a road Roadrunner. I was like, bloody hell. And, run, and then run bounce it. back real quick it's awesome check it out xendurance.com do you want to do a quick
0: age grouper we've got, we've got six minutes okay, okay. So tell,
1: us, tell us something about yourself Bevan age, age grouper, grouper of the week.
0: week and we're going to look at Ironman South Africa from a couple of weeks ago uh, John's going to pull up one right now because we're actually now what we're doing in the next couple of weeks is John's heading away where are you going? I'm going to walk the route then oh nice Yeah. isn't the race on next weekend? No, that's the week after. Uh, um, so next week we're going to interview with the guys from Everyman, Everyman Jack Try team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've also got an interview of mac uh mac uh, yeah, And uh, we're going to do that really soon. In, in our time and we're going to do macro over two weeks because we're going to do an interview about super league because we love what he's doing with super league but then we're getting macro for our gods of the 90s and we're going to get to macro to talk about the men of the 90s who is the greatest of the 90s in both long course because we're going to divide it up a little bit more as we hit the 90s and mm-hmm. both long course and short course so you've got that coming up in the next couple of episodes john who's our age group?
1: Oh um, man, South Africa, which was the African Championships. Holy smokes, isn't far... Oh, they did have the short swim. Sorry, I was thinking... Like, <laughs> holy smokes, this is far- These are still Oh, of you give me a hard time with Thorson when I said that too. Yeah. Um, so the male, 45 to 49. Mark Pelou went 8.36.24. What did I say last week? Now you said... I think you add 30 minutes on. Yeah, you said add 30, especially at that end. Yeah. So that gives him uh, 9.06.54 officially. Uh, and nice. he took out the age group by 14 minutes. Wow, that's pretty impressive. That is, and that's a very competitive age group—the 40 to 5 to 49. So swam 30 minutes and 25 seconds, rode 454, and then ran a 305. Wow, very that's a nice. good effort, mate. Love your very work. good effort, Mark Palou. You are our age group, group of the week.
0: week. Love your work. Okay, guys, we're going to go to pause right now. I'm back in a second. With uh, what's going to be next, John? I'll put some music on. What's going to be next on the show? Coach's Corner. So here's some music for Coach's Corner.
1: Coach's
0: Corner. Okay, here you go, <laughs> that was quite loud, but okay. <laughs> so what's Coach's Corner on this week? So we just, re- just just what's happened is, we've done the interviews, we did a great 90s, God, didn't we?
1: With, with Chris McCormick, you'll hear
0: that in two weeks' time. Unbelievable interview, but John's computer, because he's... when I'm on, on he's, the old brick. He's on the old brick, so now his brick stopped working, so now he's got my computer, I'm holding my iPhone, uh, and so I'm trying to do show notes I here, I don't know what's happening, I John. I feel
1: like I've got the power. i got the power. Anyway, this week's Coach's Corner is really... uh, I did a 15k running race the week before last and it's really trying to talk you guys through how you can sort of analyse your files. I know I've done a little bit of this in the past um, but this is more looking at a run specific file but of course you can transfer this across to other disciplines. One thing I do want to reiterate is... When, when I've been talking in the past about you know using a, a TT to predict your zones or a half Ironman to give you an idea of an Ironman result, you've got to use that as just a starting point and then you go out and do your training. So some people say to me, oh well I did this 10k and then you said you could do this for a marathon and then that would transfer across to an Ironman. It is is a starting point and it's usually a speed limiter. So for example if you're taking your marathon time and trying to extrapolate that out to a, an Ironman then you'd probably say okay I think that is going to be my speed limit based off that time rather than necessarily a target so just want to make that clear that all those things I've talked about in the past are starting points. Anyway, as I said, I did a 15k running race a couple of weeks ago, and this is basically the process that I go through when I'm looking at my files to compare um, race to race and try to understand uh, the performance, whether it be good or bad. In this instance, my race recently was good. The previous one was okay, um, but just having a look at the distances. and is the two you get between these? There is, yep. yep. So first thing I, I generally say uh, to athletes is you look at four Cs. The first one is conditions, uh, because that can impact. Your time obviously wind and running races can play a bit of a a, a role, especially if you've got to be doing an out and back course and you're going to be into a headwind all the way back. That you know, that's when you're getting tired and can just grind you down a bit. Often your times are a little bit slower. Uh, Temperature can really influence your result as well. So, that's your first C is conditions, and this is trying to understand your performance. Second one is competitors. Um, So, for example, when I compare my two races, one year it was more or less a TT, and there were other people around, the second year I had people around me the whole time, uh, and or not the whole time but 80 to 90% of the time makes a big difference to your finish time, your mental state etc. The course, always think have there been any changes, um, for my race slightly different to the previous years just uh, like a little extra few seconds on the run where you ran across the field um, as opposed to the previous time you ran straight into the finish line, that's gonna affect your finish time which is what a lot of people judge their performance on. And fourth point which was important for my race is chrono. So that's sort of talking about your, um, your timing device. So I was using in these two races a different watch. And so I got different distances by about 100 metres or so um, comparing the the two years results because I had uh, a Sunto at my recent race and a Garmin at the prior race which is sometimes not quite as accurate. So Bevan's going to put in the show notes uh, the two files. So it was a 2017 race and a 2019 race. Um, So the things that I I do is first factor in those four Cs, um, just trying to understand is there any big factors that affected my results. And in my case, there was quite a few. The conditions were better, um, the course was ever so slightly different, and I had competitors around me. So all those things are going to be changing my, you know, total time for the event. You also need to think about, was your nutrition as good at both events? So you should be writing notes on these things, you know, had X, Y and Z for breakfast, was your nutrition very good the the previous day? Um, It's good to write a note on your mental state and your motivation on the day. So, you know, with one race where you're just just going and doing it, another race you might have been really fired up and fitness level. And so in this case for me, my fitness level was pretty similar for both, both times because I was building up to a mid-season race so I can kind of tick all these things off. So as you're going through this process, you're not looking for excuses, you're looking for reasons why you may or may not have performed. It also
0: shows the importance of a race report.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's Because good. if you don't
0: have that information, from the, like, you might get the
1: stats. The stats only tell it, half the story. But it doesn't, it doesn't do the four C's, does it? It does not. No. Um, so first thing I do when I'm actually looking at the stats, um, once I've factored in all these other things to try to understand, understand what the stats might be telling me is first look at the file in its entirety and so you obviously look at average pace and um, and your heart rate and that's your your first indicator if you're faster um, see if your heart rate's you know um, higher so you know you're able to work at a slightly uh, higher intensity if your pace is slower is your heart rate higher so for example if you did go slower and your heart rate's higher that's an indication something else is going on. You're either not as fit or one of those four Cs has influenced your performance in some way. Um, If you had a poor race, you know, trying to think what was the reason. Um, Was your heart rate too high early on? Um, So that's something I really look at. Was your pace too fast early on? So then you can break these... Break your file into segments. So that's what generally what I'll do is go, right, I'm going to break this file. And if you're on Training Peaks Premium, you can do this. You can break it into thirds or quarters. You basically manually go in there and select different parts of the race. So you can look, as I said, heart rate too high early on, was my pace too high early on? Um, was your heart rate the same in both distances, yet your average pace was, was not the same. So you're looking for, for for little trends as you go through. So what I did when I look at my two events, um, I break it into four segments. So this course, you kind of run about a can, uh, about just over a mile, 1900 metres, and then you're basically doing two circuits of around about five and a half k's, and then you run that sort of 1.9 k segment back. And when I sort of put the two performances side by side, they're quite quite different so this year uh, the first segment I started at 329 per K compared to the previous time was 338 so I started a lot more conservatively last time. Um, The middle segment uh, or the middle laps I averaged 337 um, two years ago and then 331 this time and then this is where it starts to get a bit more interesting. the second big lap um, two years ago I went 338. This year I went 330. So significant difference there. And then the final part of the race so was uh, uh, pretty similar. In 2017 I went 332 average for the last section. This time 333. yet yeah, My heart rate was pretty much the on par same really the whole race really across the three. So it really tells me you know yes I was in um, better performance, but I was in better better had a better race. But why was that? Um, and then then you look back through your training diary and I had actually prepared a bit more specifically for the race. This year? Uh, this year, this time round. And then I look back at all those other factors and I kind of start thinking to myself, well, would I have been so fast if I hadn't had those competitors around me, if I hadn't had um, the good conditions and I was fairly highly motivated? So again, I've flipped that around if I had... The poorer result this time, then you're kind of looking for reasons why that might be. So but, that's kind of what but I do when I'm, so I'm looking for So, what your heart rate's
0: saying, it seems like you're just faster.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. And But but why was I faster? And so you're trying to look for reasons. And equally, if I was slower, why was it? You know, if I've just flipped those two years around, then I can go, okay, there's, there are mitigating factors here why I wasn't quite as quick.
0: And so, what is your answer?
1: What is my answer? Is Competition. Don't know, is I guess the, the main theme I'm trying to get across here. Don't just look at your average time and your fin- your finishing time as as the measure as to whether you had a good race or or, or a poor performance. There's, there's a lot more to it, and that's kind of the analysis I'll go through. Not every single time I race, but no, every time key races and a fairly important race. So if it was a park run probably wouldn't do the same, but for this this sort of race, I would
0: But I think one thing to also add here is, you know, that, that importance of recording. Um, and nowadays with our apps, it is maybe you just kind of have like copy and paste C's, the four Cs, you know, and so that after each of your key races, you can just put it in the app so it's actually there with it instead mm-hmm. of, you know, going and writing a report afterwards um, because this information is only valuable if you have the first information at the start.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, so but if you're doing the same races regularly, um, you yeah. know, it's, it's really cool, cool to actually be able to go back and look at it with a bit more clarity and a bit more purpose than just looking at the time. Well, well then so. you can
0: also reflect on what I did in my training to get myself faster, mm. you know, so you can make better training choices as well. So interesting stuff. So yeah, good 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 segment there. I'll put the links to that in the show notes for the files. And if you want to kind of learn about that, just remember the four Cs are conditions, competitors, course, or chrono. And uh, you can use that to make yourself a better athlete overall. John, let's do wanger of the week. You you
1: said you were going to have a number from last week. Do you remember what it was? It was 51, wasn't it? Was it? I don't don't know. You said you'd know. Yeah, I did. I I thought it was 60, but let's go. Actually, you know what I thought the other day? Here we go. We should do 33rd every week. (laughs) Okay, okay. No, because it's, it's a tradition in the show. Tradition in the show. If you don't really. Oh,
0: but no, because was occasionally you, we want to do the one if it,
1: But if we're just doing a random one, we'll, we'll occasionally do thirty third. Because okay. the reason, the story behind that was one year I picked Luke McKenzie for getting thirty third and Kona. Well, and the, the funny thing it. about it was,
0: he didn't hear me right. I said I said something else, and he goes, Who's gets thirty third? Luke McKenzie." Yeah. And I didn't even say that to you. Yeah. And then, and then you picked it. And so we did. Bloody
1: 33rd last week was Marie Hill from Christchurch. She was at the pool with me this morning. Oh, nice! So good work, Marie. She went out and did a group ride at the weekend as well. She did 16 hours and 9 minutes of training, 2 hours 53 swimming, 9 hours and 6 minutes of biking, and 4 hours and 9 minutes of running. She also did that 15k race as well. Good work, Marie. And I will go with Bevan's 51st. Was Nicholas? Nicholas! I can't even see your whole surname. It's uh, so long, Mod. Residue. Oh, that's it's very yep. accurate. I hear. And then we'll go sixtieth as well. Daniel Paparov did fourteen twenty-four. Nice work, your team. Oh, this might be the shortest show we've done in a very long time. We might not hit the hour today, John. Really? Yeah,
0: because we do have to wrap things up within a certain time period. Um, so we might not wrap the hour. So let's do questions and answers. Questions uh, and answers. answers, dear John. I need some help from you guys now. No, no, he needs to help us. Oh, Mark Lechma Settler has got sent us through his email, and it said. You need guys need help. The spelling of now we we would have said thorn.
1: I would have said Thorn, thorn probably. So this is where they they're moving Ironman Switzerland to The small town next next year. Yep. moving it from Zurich to. So
0: he said, think tuna, but don't spell the a. So then tune, Tun. tune,
1: tune? 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 Tuna? tune, Do you say so tune? some people say tuna or tuna? Tune. So it's see, just see. come out <laughs> the same. So I, I think, I, what do you say, tuna or tuna? I say tuna. A lot of people home. say tuna. Tuna. I suppose that's probably the American way of Like it. a piano tuna. tuna. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, you should come out with same, pretty much the same. Tun, Tun. It's
0: 20, k- 20 k's from Interlaken, uh, where you can go and get to the nice touristic stuff in the mountains, like the Jungfrau oh, and so on. I assume that if you get to Zurich, you'll stay there three days and leave. I assume if you go to Tun, you'll be you're in the middle of the mountains and stay longer. So good point. Go. Yeah, it is a good point. Make more of a holiday out of it. Yeah. Well, if if I went to Zurich, I'd hang out in Zurich for a while.
1: Yeah, but if you if you were a, a Euro athlete and you're flying over from London or something like that. I reckon he's got a good point there. I think it's good, uh, It's going to be a good move. Zero has some issues with uh, too many events and that may be the problem. The Tri Festival has a much smaller impact with short loops with their fifty-one fifty, uh, and they only have to close the road for five to six hours instead of 17. Good point.
0: Sean of the Pointer sent through an email and he was just, uh, just saying, just listening to the podcast last week and discussion about the pre-medical checks. I've also been reading a great book about the Boston Marathon. It's called Boston, A Century of Running. And you'll be recording your podcast on Patriots Day
1: Patriot. So, Patriots say? It's
0: a football America, I imagine. Okay. You know, what does Patriots say?
1: <laughs> You're asking the wrong question. I imagine this
0: a video of Patriots. Um, is, it the, is it the football team?
1: it'll
0: be surely army um, and the marathon would have been run on Tuesday morning when we're doing it so I checked the results and, tell, and he actually sent me the text about the sprint, love your work, ironically there was a section about medical checks in the book from the first Boston Marathon in 1897 they were concerned about the health implications of a marathon, women were prohibited due to this reason until Bobby McGee and Catherine Switzer proved them wrong and that's a famous one where the to tried to pull her off the course, mm-hmm. uh, and females got to do the marathons from nineteen, uh, sorry, from eighteen ninety seven through to the nineteen sixties. They had doctors check every participant in the start line before the race. It was five different doctors checking, checking participants for a long time. Can you imagine that nowadays?
1: I know. But even back then, I would have thought in the 60s marathons still get decent turnouts. Yeah, that'd be, that,
0: well, that's your job now. You, how many <sighs> people did Boston Marathon in 1960s? It's also got here anyway. Um, they had to give it away a long time ago because the race got too big. And they're basically people to sign waivers, as we all do nowadays. So there's your health gone. Just sign it away. We trust you. we looked after yourself. Okay, here we go. Here we go. What do you got here?
1: Boston Marathon, 19. Oh, so it's all going to be about Catherine Switzer, isn't it? So maybe I'll go the year before. So,
0: results 61. Okay. The next email we've got here. Where did you get this one from? Who sent this through?
1: Um, Finn Swagger sent it through. Now, it might I be thought it might
0: be April's Falls, but it's not, it did come out afterwards. But uh, here we go. A man who's 72 drifts across the ocean in a barrel. A 72-year-old Frenchman floating across the Atlantic in a custom-made barrel said that he was in high spirits as he approached the end of his journey, after nearly a 100 days alone at sea, enjoying magnificent sunrises and sunsets. The days are going by too fast. Jean... Jack Wears, i say, hmm. Salvin, told AFP by satellite this phone by week, I'm not too bored at all. The former paratrooper and ever triathlete embarked on this transatlantic voyage on the 26th of uh, December from the Canary Islands just west of Africa, aiming to reach the Caribbean in three months just by drifting the ocean currents. I think i will arrive around 20th of April. I'm not sure where... Why is this relevant?
1: Because all... he's, he's a triathlete. <laughs> that was the only real <laughs> well, you know, relevance.
0: You know, well, strange i tried to find a photo of it because what's the barrel look like yeah but um strange that john on on somewhere i was reading on the internet yesterday a guy who was 73 did a 253 marathon
1: hmm bloody hell that's impressive, that's impressive. isn't it how many people do you think do boston marathon
0: now yes i'm gonna say 000. thirty eight thousand.
1: Thirty thousand. what year was the bombings it
0: was about three years ago wasn't it
1: 20 i'm, I'm picking it was 2014
0: because we got in lots of trouble on the show. Lots of people got annoyed at us.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh Because in 2014, there was 35,000, but since then, it looks like they basically capped it at 30,000, because every other year since then, been 30,000. Because New York's 50, and I think yeah.
0: London's about 50 as well.
1: And so we were looking at 1967. What do you what do you reckon?
0: Oh, uh, back in those days, I reckon it's probably 5,000. Nowhere near it.
1: 741.
0: Yeah, I suppose that was quite a high So tradition. the year
1: before, 540. So if you think there was five doctors, 100 people each, it's still a lot. Yeah. How many doctors
0: would you need now? Wait a second. So 100 people per doctor. Yeah. Yeah, you'd need a lot. 3,000. Um, yeah, it was just such a neat nice sport, wasn't it?
1: Mm.
0: You know, I wonder how many marathons there were in the world at that time. I'm sure there would have been a few, but, but yeah. It was the 80s when marathons became a bigger thing, but wasn't it? Well, when you started to see mass participation.
1: Yeah, according to this, it really... It was quite a steady progression, you know, so 1970, uh, 1100, by 80 you were at 5000, Yeah, and then by it 90 you were at uh, 1999,000, then it kind of stayed about that 10, wowzers, they must have kept it and then just gone, screw this, Let's so, so all money. the way through the 90s it was about 9,000 until 1996, then it went up to 38,000 in 1996, but then it went back down to 10,000, I wonder if that's a typo wow that's weird it's either some, either they've had some a oh 1996 maybe that was like their i don't know oh well there's your marathon talk for the week do you, you want
0: to do a big city marathon
1: um i'd like to do it for the gimmick of it but again if i put gimmick. it uh, for, if, I, if i put it on my bucket list it wouldn't be that high
0: but you'd be a good way to do a fast marathon because imagine you know you your peak now is probably 240 ish you know, around that mark, if you? Well, uh, according to my fifteen oh, k,
1: uh, two two thirty seven, which is actually quicker than what I've been.
0: Okay, so I'm oh, just eating Naples because I'm hungry. Um, if you went to like a New York, mm. now New York's not the right course because it's not flat, but mm. you'd have guys to run with.
1: Yeah, I know. I know when I did my good run, it was I was more or less TTing it.
0: And you know, you do you do up to like a London, which London's mm. pretty flat, isn't it, or Berlin, which is really fast. Yeah, you're gonna have you know a good pack of guys to run with the mm. whole day, which is probably worth. You know, a bit of time. As your fifteen K proves.
1: <laughs> so don't get me wrong, I'd like to do it, but there's lots of things I'd like to do. <laughs> <laughs> <We don't. laughs> God, you got a dirty mind. <laughs> you went there.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap it up, John. Patrons. Well, patrons, you know that I can't get them, you go.
1: Okay, so we've got a new patron, but he's already got a name. And I think we're going to have to stick with it.
0: Oh, it's the best name of all time, especially if you're a single man. Ollie Jenner,
1: Mr. Sausage.
0: Oh, Back it up, Mr. Sausage.
1: He even had a decal made for his bike. Were you, was that yeah, in Roat? Yeah, It had Mr. Sausage on it. So I'm picking Ollie. You're not going to want your nickname. No,
0: no, we can't. No, you, you, you're keeping it, mate. You know, and, and it's a well, it's a great nickname. And one of the seriously guys,
1: if you ever my like Ollie, he's one of the most loveliest people you're ever going to meet in the world. Absolutely, up in uh, sort of man, we live Ollie. I think it's a like Manchester way. Well, no, 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 sorry, that's wrong, it's Liverpool sorry. Oh, he'll be watching the football then
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's right, because he was a physio for yeah. the football team for a while Yeah, so um, lo- loveliest, loveliest man, seriously, just such a giving, lovely man He's So thank you. sausages be- for everybody sausage. Has <laughs> he <laughs> so got a sausage? Okay, so Mr Sausage Now <laughs> Bevan,
1: G- yep, just one, so um, we started the show with the tip of the week
0: What is he going to go to do, the The, the bits or I, do you want to? Do I'll do
1: want... this now. So just start the show with the tip of the week. We'll finish the show with the tip of the week. Or a reminder: when you have a bike crash, as I did earlier, you heard earlier I'll in my the drive show, away. initially you think, oh, it's not that bad and I'm okay. And then about half an hour later, it really starts to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at at the moment. <laughs> Especially when you're sitting down for a long yeah. time.
0: Okay. Um, if, uh,
1: sponsors. Extreme endurance Active buffer uh, yeah. If you
0: want to get the show emailed to you You can just go to I am talk podcast Now it's on the front page Down the bottom That what you want me to do On the website I'm doing next week Okay Because I would have to do shows And I was going to do it today But this is taking forever um, If you want to become a patron Go to www.imtalk.me If you want coaching Coachjohnnewson.com If you want my podcast Bevan James I'm doing a podcast next weekend Which I may even do A segment on the show about Because I've introduced A tool to my life recently mm-hmm. Which Is probably one of the most Powerful tools I've ever added and, and I kind of made it up, which I'm quite proud of Save too. Save that for two so, weeks' time. So I will do that as a segment here. But you can listen to it on the Bevan James Owl show. And I've just had my website updated. So go check it out. It looks pretty nice. really great. Um, content, email us. I am talk at. Uh, sorry, I'm talkpodcast at gmail. That's just I am talk, isn't it? You're gmail.com. getting
1: confused. We've been here for three hours <laughs> and we've still got another show to go. Okay. Uh, John, your goss? My goss went to. Uh, the musical at the weekend The uh, We Were oh, Rocking Oh did you like it It was good Although the, the lead actor uh, Not actor Lead performer Had been in the previous show We'd been to The um, and you didn't rate them In the last show, No no did I you? didn't No he was good oh. But then it's kind of like When you see uh, uh. your favourite actor Doing the same thing He was still really good And I did enjoy it I was like I don't want to see you again What's for the a while, next one eh?
0: You're a right thespian aren't you Yeah we are
1: Yeah. What's the next one uh, court theatre stuff coming up. I'm not even sure when that is. And then this weekend, this big big thing is we're going to do the root burn. I'm pretty pumped about it and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Bevan, the weather forecast, thankfully, is looking okay. Bevan, what's happening in your world?
0: Just Game of Thrones, John. Oh yeah, Game of Thrones. I was actually a little bit disappointed in the first episode. Oh, don't. Because it was a setup episode and they needed to do it. Mm. But you know, it just wasn't
1: much death. Mm. You yeah. know, Enough so. sex for you or not? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was yeah. <laughs> no, It was one bit
0: <laughs> so This guy's seen The prostitutes The prostitute jumps on him. You, can, you, can, you see it from behind But you can see it Grabbing a bit To put it in And <laughs> they, 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 don't, they don't have The imagination Let's put it that way That's
1: why everybody likes it yeah,
0: Game of Thrones hey? Good old death and sex Anyway John Let's wrap it up We've got to get go to another show
1: I'm right, Russ I'm a note Train hard Train
0: smart Kia,
1: Kia car. Car.